Hey, Tim. Oh, hey, Dan. Got a joke for you. All right. Fire away. Hit me with it. A photon checks into a hotel and asks, uh, and he's asked if he needs any help with his luggage. He says, no, I'm traveling light. Ah, <laughs> uh, I get it. It's a photon. I get it. It's because it's a light particle. Correct. Correct. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh, good, Dan. Let's let's get started. Uh, Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk drunk, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account. Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan, did you just add an extra sound effect? I did, I yeah. I wasn't watching I you. <laughs> really messed with me. Uh, now, that was a good joke. I, uh, I've i got one for next week. Okay, great. Okay? So, just just remind me All right. that I had one. Okay. I will try to remember that you had one. Actually, we need to record early next week too because we're both going away. So, uh, mm, oh, I'll actually be at work to the end of the week. Oh, really? Mm. Well, I'm going away. <laughs> so, it's all right. I had Thursday and Friday of last week off. We do have a podcast book for Tuesday with we do. Glenn Kirkwood, oh, that, that is, referral guy. We're, re- we're recording early then. We're booked. We're booked. We're booked in advance. Uh, today, Tim, we're going to discuss um, the looming budget, the federal mm. budget that's coming up. Yep. And specifically, we're going to talk about the CPA submission um, to the government about its recommendations of what the budget should focus on and some of the things that it should do, which I, I find quite interesting. Last week, uh, both on our show and also on uh, Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd, mm. uh, we wrote the CPA off. We did. We did. We, we like to do that. We are CPAs and I'm very proud to be a CPA mm. as well because that qualification is not easy to get. No, it took time. Um, but happy to write them off. It's kind of like when you're part of a. It's like when you're part of a family. Yeah, mm. you love your your brother or your uncle or whatever, mm. but their the things they do bad or mm. their shortcomings yeah. are just magnified. Exactly. It's like, God, I hate them for that. <laughs> and you just tell anyone you can. <laughs> yeah. So they definitely have some of those, but we just wanted to actually uh, look up some of the things that they are doing and and discuss it a bit. So, here's an example of that. Every year, um, they make a submission to the government on behalf of its members, um, just with some recommendations that they think the budget should focus on. So, we're going to go through a lot of those today, which is interesting around the COVID stuff. So It is. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Tim, first off, what, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim and Dano? How's your week? It's been... Pretty good. We did a live Facebook stream earlier in the week, Dan. We that did. That was interesting. We did. Wasn't it? We did. It was very good. With the better um, business place. Yeah, that that was with uh, Glenn. Glenn, who is coming on the podcast next yep. week. Yep. So another reciprocal, uh, another reciprocal event. Yes. And uh, yeah, the general theme involving here. <laughs> yeah. So no, that that was good. We had a good chat with uh, with Glenn just about the seven ways which we've done. Uh, on this podcast before, go back and listen to that. Mm. I think we're actually a little bit hungover when we did that episode, Tim. Uh, so okay. I'm often hungover. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, we uh, had a good chat with Glenn, went through that, uh, and it was good fun. I'm looking forward to having him on the podcast next week. Someone asked if you were single, Dan. They did, and that, as I said, on the pod, uh, sorry, on the live stream, 
uh, it's a question I get all the time. I mean, yeah, oh well. when when you walk around like I do, people say, "Is he single?" Yes. Um, because I'd assume he is. <laughs> people often mistake me for a bachelor too, Dan. I'm not sure why. But hey, yeah, it's not because they it's want my- to date us. It's because they just assume no one could possibly want to be with us. <laughs> now, yours was in reference to the uh, intro I gave you yes. for Glenn. Yep. You said you play guitar like Jack Johnson and, and sing like him. Yes, too. you did say that. Um, Glenn did read that out loud. And so, thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm, no, mm. Yeah. Thank I you. I thought it was a good one. Yeah. Where was my intro, Dan? <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't send Glenn anything. I'm Maybe upset. I should. Next week, when... Your I want you to give me podcast. a special intro. I'll give you a special intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be bad, isn't it? Today we have Tim on the podcast. Uh, he plays guitar and sings, not like Jack Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, Tim, do you have a business update? A quick business update yes. for me. Uh, there was got a couple. some more things announced around the JobKeeper. Um, basically, mm. there will be alternative tests. They're going to add more to that, but they just clarified some things around what your turnover actually yeah. is. Um, it's some some specific details around uh, how to work out which employees are eligible, and, yeah. and it's basically what we went through a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So um, I was excited when I saw that the alternative tests were announced, or mm. at least the ATO. Um, extra or special consideration was mm. being announced. And then it just turned out it was like rules around how you should um, come to test or calculate your turnover. It wasn't yeah. really alternative tests. No, it was more about... What we're all waiting for. There was a lot of confusion at the start of the last JobKeeper where you, people were trying to figure out, well, do I use my GST or? turnover? Yeah. Is that accruals? Can I use yeah. cash? Can I yeah. choose? What if I have input tax supplies? Yeah. Or lots of GST-free things? Basically, they've, they've things. just said use the GST method that you currently use yeah. and, and that's what you should So, they're clamping down yeah. because they weren't very tight on that. No, they weren't. In the first round of JobKeeper. Mm. So, that that is actually really interesting. Mm. Um, yes. It, and the, and the they ga- also, I read, Dan, mm. they also specifically said the alternative tests will not be to limit your access mm. to JobKeeper. So, they didn't say that with the first round of JobKeeper. I don't know. We're all looking at that. Sometimes mm. the original test made someone eligible and then you looked at the alternative test and you're like, oh God, this could mean people aren't eligible. Yeah. They could come back and use this in a negative way. Yeah. But they've actually said now, uh, if you're eligible for the first one, then just forget the forget rest. Forget the rest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, that's good. Yeah, that they is tied good. up a couple of things there. That is good. So, yeah, we'll obviously give you more updates as time goes there. Uh, but you seem to have another business update, Tim. Yes. So, uh, the ATO is preparing. We've been talking about this for a while. Um, but they're preparing to have self-managed super funds with a new maximum number of members. Is that finally happening? Upping from four to six. Mm. So, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm keen for that. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing too. Um, so... Yeah, perhaps we'll see more family units. If it's a family of four with two children and partners, mm. perhaps they'll all go into a super fund yeah. and invest together. Sharing costs like financial planning. Accounting. Um, yeah, accounting. Auditing. Yeah, so making things more efficient. Yeah. When if you're in like a retail fund, like a Australian Super or Hester or something like that, you're probably paying a fee per member. Based on a percentage, a percentage of your holding. Yeah. So, that's where combining into a group of six could be much more cost effective. Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's a good thing. That is interesting. 
another one here was uh, Zero this week have been doing uh, Zero Now. Yeah, they're, uh, because with the COVID-19 this year, there obviously wasn't... Mm. Um, you, you couldn't have a live Zero event. Con. Zero yeah. con. So each year, Zero, uh, the accounting software does a massive conference and it's mainly for accountants and bookkeepers. And it's called Zero Con. Yep. Like a conference. Um, like Comic-Con, but for Zero. Exactly. And and you go and there's like a barber shop and like a lolly thing and like a skate ramp. Yeah. <laughs> and the two it's drunk not, accountants. It's not a, yeah, and the two drunk accountants. Or the 10,000 drunk accountants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much more than two. Yeah, it's it's pretty epic. And last year was our first year we ever went. It's, it's just over a year ago now. Yeah. Um, and it was meant to be around this time this year in Sydney, but obviously that got canned Sydney. because of COVID. So they they did this like live release of videos um, each day this week, and basically at nine a.m. every day they released five new videos, and it would talk around things like mental health, um, changing your business right now, starting a business mm. right now. So the big announcement um, was an interesting one. So. It's, Look, to be honest, didn't excite me too much, mm. but it is a really smart move, I think. So, yep. uh, they've launched an update to their starter subscription. And most people would say, like, Zero had a starter subscription? Yeah, and it, it, the reason you probably don't know much about it is because it was almost useless. It was, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think we had any clients using the starter subscription no. because it was capped yep. to something like 20 or 30 bank feed transactions. And the number of invoices you could make. I think it was five. Yeah. And so... And it was... It was a, a, what was, was it? 50 bucks? Yeah. No, no. It was... It was it's like 20 or was it 20? 30 or something like that. It's, it's not much. I'm going to look this up right yeah. now. Um, but the reason why not many people use it is because as accountants, we get a different version as a partner editions of the podcast... Uh, yes. Of Zero, which yes. is... The cash books, yeah. um, which means we can have bank feeds and things like that mm. and do GST reporting. It just can't do yep. invoicing and, and wages. Um, you can add that now, but yep. before you couldn't. Mm. Um, so, it, it was no point having that. If, if people were going to, you know, not really have many invoices um, or they'd rather get all of the bank feeds mm. um, themselves. So, it is good. I think this is something that they're going to be able to compete Mm. Um, with the other yeah. um, softwares. So, what we often see is people are like, oh, zero is too expensive. Mm. And when you're a micro business, freelancer, subcontractor, that means that you're going to go for something cheaper, which could be QuickBooks Online generally. Yep. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But zero is trying to compete with that market. Yep. And I think they see right now, a lot of people might be starting businesses. Yeah. Um, or mindful of their costs. So... Um, they're getting in early. So, the starter was $25 a month, Dan, yep. including GST. They're offering uh, four months at 50% off as well. So, right now, it's $12.50 a month. Yeah. You can send 20 invoices and quotes, mm. enter five bills, reconcile bank transactions. So, unlimited bank feeds. Mm. And there's actually payroll for one person as well. So, that's pretty good. It's not bad. That's pretty good. It's I not mean, bad. just enter the code too drunk at checkout. And uh, <laughs> yeah, this is not a sales pitch by any means, but yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. Um, it is interesting. That's actually that more. That's more competitive than um, than our uh, partner Cashbooks. Yeah, I in mean, some ways. yeah, exactly. So 
it is because you can do those couple. Because there is some businesses who might be a micro business, and they literally make mm. two invoices a month. Yeah, they've got two suppliers. Uh, sorry, two customers that they work yeah. just a couple of things with. Yeah. It might even just be you know PSI, yeah. um, or whatever. But they just have two invoices that they have to do. Mm. Um, and right now, when they were using the partner editions, the cash books, mm. they'd just do that in a Word document yeah. or something, and just email that off, um, or some other online um, yeah. software. But now they can do it. Hmm. And pay themselves payroll. Pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good update, pretty, Tim. Pretty good. So basically, add $5 to the partner edition plan. You get to send invoices, enter bills, and you have payroll for one person. Yeah. It's not bad. It's pretty good. No, I'm more excited about it now, having spoken about it. Yeah, having spoken about it, it's it's cooler. It's not... It's not groundbreaking. Earth shattering <laughs> by any <laughs> me. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to send out a bulk email to all my clients and no. say, hey, guess what, gang? Um, As an accountant, I want to hear they're investing in their products for accountants. Yeah. That would that would really excite me. Like their work papers and zero practice manager. Yeah. Um, Which they did recently update reports a bit, yeah. apparently. They added document packs. They added some signing. document packs. There are some things that are happening in that space. Yeah. Um, more would be great. Yeah. It does feel like there's it's a little while between really exciting things for mm. zero. And I guess, you know, they've been busy. Like we all have. Yeah. And and we've said this before, but they're at that point now that they're... Probably investing less into development. Yeah. They're, mm. they're a big product now. Yeah. You know, a lot of people use them. They're investing in other markets. They're, mm. you know, they've reached the point where rapid change might not be a thing. Mm. Yeah. It might be time to get Trent back on soon. <laughs> yeah. Have a chat. Yeah, definitely. About those things. It would be great to get Trent back on just to talk about now that we're kind of, you know, in the reality of COVID-19, mm. we're, we're kind of aware of what things look like right yeah. now. Yeah, um, yeah what, what the future holds. And some of the things we discussed in our podcast last week would be interesting to politely ask him as yeah. well. What's his thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I imagine how he would answer that question, but it would be good to hear it come from him, yeah. the, man, the man himself. So, all right, let's, uh, let's move on, Tim, to a tight-ass tip. Oh, I'm controlling the buttons and I almost... You almost stuffed up. <laughs> I'm going to... Look, I'm going to push it. Uh, because I feel like the tight-ass tip should have a little intro sound. Um, like a... I reckon like a cash register. Oh, that would be Ching! great. Yeah. Let's do that. Why have we never done that? <laughs> I think we need more tune. We need more themes. We do. <laughs> We're lacking the themes. We live perform the Tim and Dan Low one, but all the rest we need, we need sounds for. It's upsetting, Dan. Uh, all right, Tim, tight-ass tip. Last week, I've got to say, um, wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good one. What was it again? Don't use your pegs. <laughs> That's a tight-ass tip. Yeah. Have you tried it? Not great. Have you tried it? Well, yeah, up there. I'm, I've You're got already some... making the most of the tight-ass yeah, tip. In, they're inside. Even you outside, it inside. works. It mm. works outside too, Dan. Well. Would you peg them inside? No. So, why would you peg outside? Because it's windy. Think of the hordes. Of, it was windy last night. And Well, you see the wind come up. You're like, oh, I'm going to go take my clothes off the line. What if they're still wet? They'll be heavy. They won't blow off. Trust me. Trust me, Dan. I do trust not trust the you. Tip. I, I think that where your clothesline is, is under shelter <laughs> in front of a garage. There's no wind there. <laughs> it gets a little windy. Just a Whatever. little bit. I tried hanging, I tried. If your line was out in the backyard like everyone else's is... Your clothes would be over the fence. Mm. 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 All right, Dan. Well, I see where I stand with you. All right. Well, let's, let's see if you can do better. Okay. Uh, this is a good one. Mm. This is actually a really good one. Okay. 
Time ass so or tight ass? This is a tight ass tip. Yeah. This will actually save some people money. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> As opposed to all of the other tips. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do save money. Technically. Yeah. All right. So, I'm just going to call it. Yeah. Private hospital cover. Okay. Okay. Um, private hospital cover for young couples. Yep. All right. So, um, so I'm not sure which way you're going to land here. Yeah. So, the time comes uh, in life mm. when you are earning more and more. And as a couple, you may reach the point where your income is going over the private, uh, the Medicare levy surcharge threshold. Yes. Yeah, so, so, this is more likely to be, let's say, around 30. You know, it's, it's unlikely yeah, yeah. as a couple you're going to be hitting... True. 90k each yeah actually, on average so this is a big tight ass tip today yeah actually so um all right so so basically if you are earning as a couple over one hundred eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars combined so one of you could earn 150 the other could earn 40 um and you don't both have hospital cover private hospital cover so it doesn't extras doesn't matter it has to be hospital then you will pay additional tax and essentially that's the government saying well you're not pitching in for our um, health system but you're a high income earner Mm. so we're going to tax you and we're going to put that back towards the health system because you're making the most of the public health even though you're a high income earner yep so um step number one if you are earning over that or looking like you're going to as a couple yep get your private hospital cover so that's going to save you money this yep. is multifaceted, Dan. Yep. This is so multifaceted. Mm-hmm. All right. Step number two, like you said before, if you're approaching 30, you would be best to look at getting private hospital cover. And you know why, Dan? Why? Because there is a lifetime loading mm-hmm. if you don't have private hospital cover by the time you're 31. Mm-hmm. So, how it works is for every year that you don't have private hospital cover after you turn 31, yep. you... Um, you will actually get a loading on the premiums that you pay of 2% per year. Yeah, right. So, if you left it for 10 years and for some reason you needed private hospital cover, which is a thing if you injure yourself, injure your knee or have some sort of need where being on public health will mean you're going to wait 12 to 18 months mm-hmm. to get it. Yep. You might want to try and skip that queue by six months and get private hospital cover where the waiting time might be a bit lower. Yep. Well, you're going to have to pay a premium on uh, or like a loading on your premium. Yep. So if it's 10 years and it's going to be 20% potentially yep. on top of what you would ordinarily pay. That's a lot. That is a lot. So um so consider that. That is that is um a big difference and if you could get just like a very cheap private hospital cover and you're earning over that threshold, well then it's a no-brainer. Yeah, so so what I've just done here, Tim, You've is done just, some calculations. just a real quick calculation here. Mm. Um, basically, uh, private hospital cover, mm. um, just a cheap one I found online. Yeah, basic hospital, nothing you else. Some, you can get some very cheap. Ones. Twenty bucks a week. <laughs> a right? week. A week. That sounds expensive. This is basic hospital, so extras are usually a lot cheaper than that. Extras yeah. are about ten. Mm. Okay. Oh, sorry. This also includes basic extras. Oh, okay. That is a That's hospital and extras. My yeah, bad. So, hospital only. Um, I, th- I could be wrong. I swear I saw saw one for maybe like between 30 and 50 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But anyway, 
what will happen is if you if you're not worried about hospital cover and you don't actually want any of the benefits, there are some hospital covers you can get which don't um, which cost less than what the tax is going to cost you. So eff- effectively, you're saving money because you're not going to pay the Medicare levy surcharge, um, and you will have a cheap hospital cover, which is not going to give you any benefit. Yeah. Now I'm going to take this a step further, Dan. Mm-hmm. And you probably haven't thought about this one, and this is one that's just popped up for me. Um, hospital cover, you can actually get a different level of cover yep. for each individual. So, if you're a couple mm. and you're the male, mm-hmm. you might be 30, uh, you might be healthy, you're not playing sports, you're not worried about doing your knee or something, but you could be um, heading towards paying that tax, get yourself the cheapest cover, mm-hmm. potentially. And if you have a partner um, who, because the other side of this is with pregnancy cover, it's like a 12-month wait before you're actually allowed to do anything. Claim. So, yep. if you're heading towards that age where you know babies may be on the agenda, yep. you can actually have a higher level of cover. And so, pregnancy is the higher level, yep. generally. Yep. So, if the female or the person giving birth mm-hmm. in the couple would uh, get the higher level and then the other member uh, of the couple would get the cheapest possible. Yep. So that is a way. I didn't know you could do that. I just thought I was setting out and I was like, couple going to get pregnancy cover yep. for us both because you know we're, we're heading for 30. Um, at some point, You'll have babies. we may have babies. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's just cover off on that. Yep. But then I didn't even think about it. I don't need that. You so don't the need Tardis tip is mm. you can get different levels of insurance mm. for each member of the couple. So my, my quick review here, Tim. Sure. Uh, so the tiers for medical levy surcharges, 180 grand as a couple, up to 210 as a couple. Yeah, it's one percent. Yeah, and then from 210 to 280, it's 1.25, mm. and then from 280 and above, it's 1.5. Okay. So I just did a quick calculation. Let's assuming your combined so, income's less than 280, because if your income's above that, then you're not really caring about. Let's say let's the say cost. 200. Yep. So I did a few calculations. If your combined income is 180, you're paying 1% of that, which is Mm -hmm. $1,800. 210, you're paying 1% still, Mm -hmm. uh, $2,100. 280, $3,500. So if your income is between 180 and um, 210 Mm. combined, uh, as long as your insurance costs less than 2,100, if you're up to the 2,000, you, you, you're saving money. You are. Exactly and right. you get hospital cover. Exactly my point. So you're getting an additional benefit as well as paying it. So it, it's worth having. And just because you know, you're in a couple, don't mm. think you both need um, the pregnancy mm. cover. So one yeah. of you could have a lower level if one of you has different health mm. concerns and the other has more health concerns. If it's 50 bucks a week for the two of you, it's $2,600. So you're actually spending more. Is that per week or month? Per week. Per week, per week, per week. 50 per week. For both of you. 50 per week would be a, a fairly high level of cover. I was just assuming like pregnancy. Yes. I just yeah, chucked yeah, in yeah. a figure. Of, so, yeah. So, like for the highest one, including yeah. probably some pregnancy things. Yeah. Um, you're only out of pocket 500 bucks. Exactly. And you get the cover. Yeah. And then and then if something goes wrong, you need to go to hospital. The amount of money and time you save and comfort can be a big deal. So, yeah. that's something to keep your eyes peeled for if you're heading mm. towards 30, mm. if your income's heading towards 180 grand combined or mm. 90 grand as an individual 
and or if kids are on the cards. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway, um, the point is go to HCF, use the promo code too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be so good at selling stuff, Dan. We just have no one who wants to link up with us. Uh, classic. All right, Tim, it's time for you to push the button. Let's move on to our main topic, which is the CPA submission to um, mm. the government around the upcoming budget. So, essentially, they've categorized their recommendations into five sections. Uh, the first, first section is supporting growth. Then there's short-term measures to stimulate the economy. And then there's medium to long-term measures to stimulate the economy. Then there's reform to improve competitiveness. Mm. And there is uh, climate change initiatives. Mm. So That's interesting. Let's go through each of these categories and, and pick out a few of the recommendations and just and just have a chat about them. Cool. The first one here that I'm going to go through, um, which is just short-term measures to stimulate the economy measures. The very first recommendation they made, <laughs> of course, came from an accounting body, but yeah. it's uh, incentivizing businesses to access professional advice. Yeah. And essentially, their recommendation is allocate significant funding to encourage businesses to seek advice from their mm. existing professional advisor to assist them to adapting to changing business environments. I like that. Uh, we've seen a bit of that with um, state grants. Yeah. So, uh, up until the end of August, you could apply for a grant, business recovery grant of up to $3,000 yep. to do business continuity planning. Yeah. So, the state government in New South Wales have already done this. Mm. Exactly. So, it would be good for that to be included. Obviously, we'd like it because yep. um, that helps us provide more services to our clients. Um, but it is also just important to help businesses through this. And now the reason why they have said that it's a good idea to go through your accountant instead of just say government in initiatives. Mm. Um, well, they said that some ATO research was done that essentially um, shows that businesses are much more likely to go to their accountant yeah. and get advice and actually action that advice than through government yep. Um programs that do the same thing i think that makes sense mm. i mean yeah um accountants generally have a pretty close relationship with their clients yeah. and um even through working more closely with a lot of clients throughout this period mm. i've seen a lot of great success yeah for them exactly just by like looking at their numbers making informed decisions mm -hmm. and bouncing ideas off someone else who um, does that quite regularly yeah. and makes business decisions. So, exactly. Yeah, so yes, awesome. I thought that was a good one. I like it. So, another short-term measure to stimulate the economy was around creating jobs. Yes. Their recommendation was bring forward planned hiring in the government, especially in roles that young people can fill. So, the idea mm. here is create jobs within the government. Yeah. Um, so, the example that they gave was Singapore uh, in their budget uh, announced a lot of public sector jobs for education and health and long-term care and things like that. Mm. Um, so, you brought up a good point that a lot mm. of those jobs are state government, yeah. but a lot of the funding, I guess, comes, I was thinking, comes mm. through federal, so yeah. through the GST system and, and through tax systems. So, it would, be, it would be good. It would be good. I, I, I totally think there would be more space for more teachers, mm. more nurses, Absolutely. more staff in hospitals. You know, they could be better equipped. Yeah. And so it wouldn't be a negative by any or more police, more fire mm. fighters. And an example of, of one recently as well, like um so my partner Kat, who's gonna come on the podcast eventually one day. Um <laughs> once we once we convince pressure her. her into it. Um so 
she's been able to provide telehealth services to clients yeah. because yeah. up until now they had this archaic system where yeah. telehealth wasn't allowed to be covered by Medicare. Mm. Um, that ends at the end of this month. Oh, what? the extension. Yeah. Really? So the government are currently considering Just making it permanent or wow. or making you know, but it, if nothing happens, it stops. Um, that's crazy but small changes to funding around those kind of things and mental health would create jobs yeah, as well like yeah, even definitely. even allow uh, public sector hospitals and things to, to provide telehealth services yeah. and yeah. you could create jobs that way definitely definitely yeah I think um, you just have to be careful with some of those things I know um, pharmacies for, for example are struggling a little because of telehealth mm. as an example because there's less people going to doctors surgeries yeah and pharmacies generally position themselves right next to the doctor because <laughs> yeah, of all the foot traffic. I didn't think of that. So, yeah, I mean, it needs to be well thought out. They should adapt the their model for delivery. They're going to they're gonna have to, definitely. Uber definitely. drugs. But um, the problem is a lot of their leases are really expensive because mm. they are fighting to be right next to the doctor's practice. Mm. So, um, yeah, there's going to be adjustments. There's going to be adjustments, but... I am totally in support of the government doing anything they can to, to create jobs. I've just come up with a new business model. Have you? Yeah. So can we do a podcast episode on it? Potentially, but let me throw it past you. <laughs> you create a pharmacy business that's purely online. Yeah. You have yeah. a warehouse with cheap rent somewhere with all the medicine, a bunch of pharmacists. You go to the doctor or your telehealthy doctor. Yep. They give you a script. Cool. You digitally send that script to this warehouse, yep. to the pharmacist. They check it's right, do all the Medicare stuff that they need to do, um, put it through, deliver that to your house. Nice. You then need to show your ID yes. to prove it's you. Yeah, cool. Um, and I'd be pretty happy with that service. It's a great service. Like, I'd pay a premium need, for that. It, it'd need to be like same day or next it'd, day. It'd have to be same day. But Jade bought a new pair of ASICs during the week. They came the next day. The next day? The next day. What ASICs? Uh, the new gel Keanos 27, black on black. Yeah. Black on black on black. I like the Keanos, but they give... I like the look of them, but they give me a sore foot. Yeah. I have to we go know, to the Nimbuses. We know about your feet problems, yes. Dan. Maybe the government can include something about that into the budget. Well, that brings me to the next Free recommendation. <laughs> For all humongoid feet people. Yep. So, the next short-term stimulus one was extending the $10,000 bushfire recovery grant to all businesses impacted by stage... Four restrictions. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm in support of that. So, that's $10,000. Yep. So, that's yeah. fine. So, I think that's awesome. Nothing that to talk about really about that one. I think it makes sense to me. This next one I really like. Deliver support payments to new businesses. Yeah. So, essentially what they're saying mm. is consider providing direct financial support to new small to medium business entities that were ineligible under current rules for JobKeeper and Cashflow Boost. Now, this yes. you'd be surprised how many businesses, just because of when they started yeah. or just because of when they reported income, yeah. were ineligible. Yeah, it sucks. And it there, sucks there was then. heaps. Yeah, there was, there was people who yeah. started businesses in March before everything got shut down and yeah. they weren't eligible because yeah. just they hadn't earned, you know, they earned income on the 13th of March yeah. or something. You know, Horrible. Like, Horrible. Um, Yep. So, I think this is not a bad idea. There's even people who started business in January and February, mm. which originally, based on the ATO's first tests for JobKeeper, mm. were eligible, and then the ATO took them off it because of a political change. Yeah. So, yes, I support that one. So, what they've said is one option is to allow new, uh, new 
people new to business that are ineligible for the JobKeeper payment or the cash flow to receive a payment equal to 100% of the total liabilities reported in their June BAS. Wow. Um, so, to a maximum of, say, 50000 and a minimum credit of, say, 5000 So, if you owed your BAS, yeah. essentially, you just don't have to pay that. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so, the next one there, increased public spending on repairs, maintenance, and preservation work. So, yep. they're just saying invest in infrastructure. We all know that that's how you stimulate an economy. Yep. So, that's fine. That makes sense to me. Yep. Uh, bringing forward income tax relief to individuals. So, that is something that the government has already said it's thinking about. Mm. So, there was um, there was income tax reductions planned, mm. which we spoke about in last year's budget episode, yep. um, that are meant to happen over the next 10 years. Mm. And what they're arguing, I think, is just bringing forward those tax cuts to now. Yes. I think that there is a very strong possibility that this is going to be in the budget. I think so too. Yeah. I think that's that's um, going to be an exciting one for a lot of people. Mm. Um, I'm not sure how far they'll go, but the original, well, the eventual place we were going mm. to be in was $45,000 was going to yep. be the point at which it stepped up yep. to around about that 30% mark. Mm. And then that was going to go right through to, to 200000 yeah. So I a hope flat that tax rate all the way through. I think it'd be amazing. I think it'd be so good for small business people to have that. It's going to save them a lot yeah, of tax. Absolutely. And and, th- and sole traders so as well. They've also recommended um, an increase of the low to middle income tax offset. Yep. So that was that one where we all got that five hundred bucks yep. bonus essentially yes, in our tax yep, return and we yep, went, Great. Yep. <laughs> so I think, you know, I think they need to do things to try and stimulate um, to try and grow people's disposable income. Mm. And this is a really good way of doing it. It's just reducing the amount of tax they collect. Yeah, It's obviously not going to help the budget deficit though. So, where are they going to no. try and recoup that? And I, I would like to get... Um, I'd like to get Jeremy Thorpe back on. Yes. Because I have some discussions. There's a lot of talk right now about government debt. Yeah. And whether or not it even matters. And True. I want to go into that. Um, well, I was reading before we jumped on here mm. that Australia's debt as a percentage of its economy, is mm. something like between 30 and 40% of our GDP. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot, but we still have a triple A rating. Yeah. Apparently, we will still have it based mm. on the fact that they think we'll turn around in 2021. So, so the, And the other th- idea is, you know, right now, that percentage of GDP is probably based on our current figures, which have dropped 7%. True. In the last quarter alone. True, true. Um, yeah. So that's, that's such a big drop. And so, yeah. as GDP grows, if your debt level remains the same, even though it's quite a lot, as a percentage of GDP, that goes down. Mm. So, it doesn't look as bad. You're right. <laughs> even, if the, even though the debt um, amount in absolute figures is the same. Yeah. Um, true. Yeah, so interesting. Anyway, uh, quickly going through these other ones before we move on to another bigger category. Government fees. Government fees. So, their recommendation is to... Reduce or remove fees imposed on businesses, including fees under ASIC's industry funding model <laughs> and fees imposed by the Tax Practitioners Board and ASIC registry search fees. So, surely they're not saying, um, yeah, they're not. They're not saying the ASIC annual company review fee here. I hope because that's a dumb fee. Oh, God, it's dumb. It's, it's so, so dumb. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. Especially considering ASIC spent, what, a mil- like a million dollars on doing a rebrand? Mm-hmm. I cannot notice any change to I their brand at all. So that was just a donation. Why do they need to rebrand? I don't. Anyway, um, yeah. One thing that I that is interesting a 
remove the fees imposed by the tax practitioners board. <laughs> yeah. That seems very accounting specific. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but it is an accounting lobby. But also uh, the um, Australian Financial Services uh, yes. license holders. Yeah. So, I can understand that. Um, the other one they're probably talking about there is the uh, liquidators and ASIC. Yeah, so essentially fund a program to support insolvency practitioners and wind up assetless companies in distress. Mm. So right now, if you're a company that needs to go into liquidation, but you have no assets, mm. most insolvency practitioners won't touch you True. because you've, you've got nothing to pay them. There's, there's, there's no way for them to get paid for their service. So I'm, I think what this is saying is have some type of minimum yeah. amount that the government would pay True. a firm to then wind up a company that has no assets to do so. That makes complete sense to me. Yeah, and I think what is good about that is that it gives the chance for the creditors and people who are owed the money to, to actually go through a proper process yeah. and not just go, what happened there? Generally, like, the uncertainty yeah. is what's worst for a creditor. So, mm. the fact that they still think they may receive that money mm. is the most painful thing mm. and it affects their decision making. Whereas, if they know like that's done, move on, <laughs> yeah. it may help them make better decisions. Mm, so cool. So that's all. That's the all short term. term, and a lot of that just makes sense to me. Whether or not they take on board all of that, but that that is interesting. So there was nothing around incentivizing people to buy things, though. You know, I think. Well, I think that might be one of these next ones in the medium to longer term. Yeah. Um, but there already is government incentive to do that with the 150. Yeah, with the immediate write-off. Write-off. That's which, for businesses. That's for businesses. Yeah, you're talking about people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, like I think, I think right now could be a watershed moment for the Australian economy. We could put in some really cool economic reform where we make people spend money, mm. but it's doing things that are going to um, help our environmental impact. Mm. So, electric, electric cars, as an example, great idea. Give an Give incentive to a buy or a, yeah. a discount for buying electric cars. Uh, re- I know there already are some incentives for these, but more rebates on uh, house batteries house and batteries. Um, solar panels. Yep, for sure. Because mm. so they're th- expensive that not a lot of people buy, but that would stimulate the economy. It really would. It really would. And I feel like, um, especially retirees mm. or like self-funded retirees who have a bit of money would see value in pairing those things up. Yeah. And imagine the amount of economic value that could like For sure. stimulate. Absolutely. The only thing is we're not making electric cars here. <laughs> no, but that's fine. I mean... So, a lot of that could be going overseas. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I don't know, but, um, but something like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Let's go through the medium to long-term measures and we might not spend as long on these ones, yeah. but digitizing small business their argument is that there's a bit of a digital gap between small businesses in australia and Mm. other countries in the region and we've seen slower growth because of it yeah so they're saying that consider developing new programs and significantly increasing funding for existing programs that assist small businesses to improve their capability and capability to digitally transform their business so we've seen this a lot in the in our industry in the past 10 years so i'd imagine there's still a lot to happen out there. Yeah, um, I'd be interested to see if there, w- there will be a grant come out for that maybe. Yeah, well, this it also says financial support for businesses to engage in approved e-commerce platforms to yep. sell their products and services online. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, the next one that they've given is an introduction um, of an investment allowance. Mm. So, this just says a, a broad-based investment allowance for small businesses. Mm. Uh, essentially... 
what this is talking about could take here. the form of an additional tax deduction or an accelerated tax deduction, which brings forward the timing of depreciation deductions. Yeah. We note that an additional tax deduction over and above the cost of the asset would be more beneficial to taxpayers than bringing forward the timing of depreciation deductions. Yeah. yeah. So, what, what that's saying is right now, we get a deduction um, for the cost of an asset that you purchase. If you bring forward that depreciation, which is what all the things happening currently are, like the 150000 deduction, um, you're not getting any additional incentive. It's just making it all in this year instead of later, which is a short-term benefit. Yeah. But they're suggesting, why don't you um, actually give people extra deductions yes. for buying and investing in things? Yeah, totally agree. Toad, toads me goats. Right, what just are we walking go- in the door here is Katrina here for our main topic today. Uh, <laughs> burnout. <laughs> Cat, <laughs> I'm burned out. What do I do? <laughs> That's not helping me. <laughs> do you want some advice from me? You got to pay for that. <laughs> no, I've burned my knee out too. I can't run. I can't run either. All right. So, encouraging saving and investment. That's interesting. Yeah. That seems to be the opposite to the last one. It does, but so, I'm guessing oh, this is probably it's, more It's for about like retirement. Mm. More than 3 million Australians have accessed super. their super in response to the COVID pandemic. Yeah, mm. so I think this is... So, let's go to the actual recommendation here. Uh, announce measures to encourage Australians to top up their super. Mm. So, I'm assuming that would be increasing the concessional caps. Um, a limited amnesty for Australians who access the super in error to ensure that they can repay <laughs> the funds without penalty. <laughs> we discussed that last week about the yep. ATO coming hard on that. Limited relief in the form of high contribution limits. Yep, that's what I was just talking about. Um, mm. So, a co-contribution scheme for affected members. That's an interesting one. An increased uh, total super balance, currently 500000 This is interesting. They've got a paragraph here that says, um, Australia's income tax system penalizes taxpayers who want to um, save outside of super. Yeah, it's true. It does. Um, it discourages non-super savings and investment which actually is very true. Very, very true. And only recently in my life, I'm starting to realize the worst thing you can do in terms of investing outside of super is nothing. Mm. And I would say, Dan, most people do that. And that is a decision. That is a decision you can make is to do nothing. So, they recommended here introducing a 40% savings income discount for individuals for non-businesses, non-business related net interest income and net residential rental income. Wow. So, essentially, it's a discount on your income if you are having interest. Lower tax if you're making rent or capital gains or interest income. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't see that happening. No, I don't (laughs) see that happening at all. Uh, So, the next one was export assistance. Now, there is already the, um, what do they call it? The uh, export marketing Emerging Markets Grant or whatever it's called. Mm. Uh, But essentially, this is just saying uh, the government to develop or enhance the existing measures such as the Export Market Developers Grant is what we're just speaking about. Free trade agreements as well. They're talking about here. Yep. Uh, Interesting. Australia is making or trying to make an agreement with Japan and India Mm. to do more trade. And you know why? India is such a big market. Yeah. So, they're trying to cut back on the reliance on China. There's a lot of tension right now with China. But so much sense. Japan and India are quite large economies in their own right. They are. So yeah. if we were able to balance that mm-hmm. with them, mm-hmm. then that would be great. Yeah, it would be cool. 
Uh, so improving support for small businesses. This is all around um, instant write-off, making it a permanent feature mm. rather than just renewing it every year. And then also some additional concessional loans and things around um, stage four restrictions. That's businesses. really important, I think. Like if, And we talked about this last week, but funding for small business is no good. The government needs to make a change there. Mm. Otherwise, businesses... They can't access finance without putting their house on the line. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's very hard to get a business up and running unless you have assets. Yeah. Which means you're an older generation or a lucky person who's inherited yeah. something so or if, if happened you, to buy a house before it went bang. If you want value. if you want to start a business that's capital heavy to begin with, you need machinery, you yeah. need equipment. It is almost impossible for you mm-hmm. to come out of nowhere and do yeah. that. It might take you ten years to get to the point to buy the machinery that you actually need. Yeah. And in that time, who knows what's happening in yeah. that industry. So so the next one here I think is interesting. So regulatory reform to support moving to an online or paperless business. So mm. the recommendation that they've said here is um, a one-off investment should be considered to upgrade regulator technology infrastructure to help support and regulate the economy in moving to an online world. The costs of such reform cannot be passed on entirely to industry, e.g. as the ASIC industry funding model will do as such reform benefits the whole economy and not just particular sectors. So I'm assuming that's just around helping particular sectors and industries um, move to um, a more digital world, which is Mm. similar to the first one. Yeah, that's cool. Like they've got an example here, virtual AGMs. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, Mm. it's a really good idea. Um, The last one I like a lot, ASIC funding model. The government move away from a full cost recovery model for ASIC uh, regulatory (laughs) fees and instead implement a partial cost recovery model. This will require the government to reinstate some funding previously cut from ASIC's budget. Now, Mm. so right now we pay that stupid fee every year. We pay um, search costs Mm. and all these dumb fees, business name renewals, Mm. all all these costs. Um, Yeah, because they have obviously have this, they need to recoup their entire budget. Yep. So essentially, they don't cost the government anything to run. Yeah. Um, but that's dumb. It is dumb, mainly in light of ASIC failing in a number of corporate yeah. uh, litigation cases. So yeah, uh, and that's the thing. I think they're the corporate watchdog that has not actually brought any cases exactly <laughs> to a victory. I, I think it makes less sense to charge an annual company statement to every small business out there than it does to recoup millions of dollars from ginormous businesses who are doing the wrong thing yeah, yeah so if you can if you're able to get more money from the people doing the wrong thing yeah. and less money from the people doing the right thing yes that makes sense to me aka the little guys the little guys the little guys are funding you right now when it should be funded by big evil corporations exactly evil <laughs> like banks <laughs> <laughs> anyway if you just go to uh ing and use the promo code too drunk <laughs> Um, make sure you don't use the promo code uh, barefoot. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, so the next category here is reforms to improve competitiveness. Yes. Reduce regulatory burden faced by accountants. Yeah, this is this is getting around financial planning advice. Yep. So, so it, it's quite interesting. You know, we we saw the CPA. So there's, there used to be a thing called the accountants exemption, which meant accountants yep. could give advice around self-managed super funds, mm-hmm. whether it would be whether a client should set one up or shut one down. Yep. We can't give that advice now, which means when clients come to us for financial planning advice or anything remotely close to that, we have to say, look, we can't help you. 
the thing is financial planners can't help you for free mm-hmm. either yep um so there's some people who are in the middle being missed and not getting that advice which means they're not possibly um improving their net wealth in the way that they should be yeah which as a result will mean that they need to take more money from the government as support when they retire yes so why don't we just you know do some preventative measures here mm. And allow some level of advice to a certain limit or to a certain um, type yeah. of yeah. advice yeah. Um, to these people who need support but currently can't afford to get it from a full financial plan. Here's an example. So, I'm happy to say I'm looking at trying to invest outside of super right now. Mm. I'm not a financial planner, Dan. No. I'm not very confident in choosing a product to invest in. Mm. I know I don't have enough money to buy a house, like an mm. investment property as mm. an example. But I'd like to invest in... Um, shares or on the stock exchange in some mm. shape or form. And I've yep. researched a couple of different types, but now I'm like, I don't know which one to choose. Mm. And so, speaking to a financial planner, they're not willing to just recommend one unless mm. you're going to pay, pay for them it. To manage money. It. Yeah. Or manage it. Yes, mm. exactly. They don't really, they're not interested in the $200 fee to yep. tell you which one to get because yep. that doesn't cover off on their licensing costs and the yep. amount of paperwork they have to do to do that. Mm-hmm. So, there's a massive gap there. Mm. Um, so, I just basically have to Take, take the risk myself. And, and we're lucky that we mm. are educated. I have a lot of understanding in how these it all areas. Works. Yeah. I, I know all the different types of things yeah. out there. I just don't know which one you works know. for you. It's sort of like me yeah. going into NFL fantasy. Which we are doing. We are doing. I don't we're know any of the blind. players. No. I understand how fantasy works. Yeah. And I understand what you should be trying to do, but I don't know any of the players in the game. Yeah. So. Yep. That is a good one. Um, so that is that is something that we really would like to see yeah. um, changed. I doubt that's going to happen in the budget, no. but I think it's more of a change that might happen over the next couple of years, mm, we'll um, we'll especially see. now that people who could be in a situation where they need additional advice. Yeah. So the next one was support for charities and non for profits. Their recommendation here um, was just improvements to the ACNC and some other sectors that we don't need to go too much into mm. that one. Uh, develop standardized support for business impacted by disasters. That's a great idea. Yes, the government fund an off-the-shelf scalable disaster support policy for businesses. (laughs) That's just going to keep happening. Yeah, because it it is. There's bushfires, there's um, pandemics, there's all sorts of things. But I suppose there isn't a one-size-fits-all solution to these problems. But if they have a criteria around it or something around it, that, that, that makes sense to me. Yes. So, the last one that they've said here was climate change initiatives, which I am mm. quite surprised actually was, was here. I mm. like it, mm. but it's interesting. So, their recommendations here were the government fund the development and implementation of a long-term climate change strategy that ensures Australia's contribution to the achievement of the temperature goals set out in the Paris Accords. Yeah. Um, the government model... The government model the economic impacts of current and possible emission reduction trajectories and temperature changes. Mm. The government help to fund the development and deployment of technologies that will play a role in combating global warming. So, we said that before. A way mm. to stimulate spending would be to incentivize things that also do this. Yeah. Batteries, solar panels, yep. electric cars. Exactly right. So, uh, this is quite interesting. So, um, the April 2020 McKinsey quarterly article addressing climate change in a post-pandemic world states, when it comes to resilience, a major priority is building capability to truly understand qualitatively and quantitatively corporate vulnerabilities against a much broader set of scenarios and particularly physical events. So, 
what they're saying is there's no reporting or there's no information mm. that companies are forced to provide investors and shareholders around what they could be vulnerable to mm. if um, global warming is a real thing. Which it is. It is. It is. And uh, if if climate change happens and, and where that leaves their company in the yeah. future. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, the, there's all sorts of environmental policies and things now where, where businesses do have to report, okay, well, the cost of the pollution to the environment is this and, mm. and this is what we're doing about it. If there's a similar uh, criteria around, okay, here's global warming and here's how it impacts us mm. in the next 10 years, um, then that is quite interesting. I think Australia is in a unique position, um, not unique, but yes, we have all minerals around the country. There's lots mm. of coal here. There's lots of things that we can mine and create electricity from. But there's also... A crap load of space. Mm. There's a crap load of sun. Yeah, true. Why aren't we developing true. these technologies and exporting that? Lots of to ocean, other countries. Lots of tides. Yeah, but, but why? Wind. Why? Why in South Australia does um, Tesla have to build our battery plant? <laughs> yeah. Why it's can't true. we do that? It's true, Dan. It's true. This this is something we could be mm. building really high profit, highly profitable industries in. Mm. That we could export because to other I, countries I, around the world. I think I was reading that um, the lithium in the batteries comes from here. Wow. We have huge deposits of it. Then we just export it. <laughs> so, so mining can still be a thing. Yeah, true. Just mining for things that are renewable. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think if you could try and find a win-win there, it's mm. going to stimulate the economy and work towards environmentally friendly things. Then we should be taking that every day. Why wouldn't we do it? Yeah. Anyway, that concludes the CPA's submission <laughs> to uh, the government around the new budget that is about to be announced. Tim, push the button. <laughs> nice. Um, I've just got to say, I think I, for the first time in years, I'm excited about a budget. Yeah. I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Well, we didn't get to do our... Um, our annual let's have some drinks and watch the budget live. Oh, I'm excited fest. for that as well. So, so maybe this year we can be tasting um, some drinks oh, yeah. from new potential people. Yes, we've got some guests lined up. Guests not lined up here. So beer brewer. Yeah, beer a vineyard. And a, a vineyard. Um, anyway, so I'm excited to to see what the announcement is. I think there's probably going to be some significant change. Yeah. Because there needs to be. But it's change that people should be excited about because mm. it's probably. Going to stimulate things. So yeah, exactly. It's tax cuts, it's spending. Whereas over the past several years, they've been trying to get back in black. Yeah. Which oh. is not exciting stuff. Now we're... Like, they're doing this now. We're more on the red than it's ever been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and they don't care. <laughs> no, they you don't. They're going to spend more. They need to. I mean, yeah. yeah, the alternative was, yeah, they're making a surplus and then they make no surplus because mm. no one earns any more money. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Tim, do you have another thing this week? Why don't you go first, Dan? Okay. Uh, my other thing, did I mention the boys last week? Yeah, you might have. I don't think I did. No, I don't think you did. No. Uh, so this week, uh, I've I've finished Cobra Kai and I've moved on nice. to the boys. Uh, great show, cool. loving it, loving yep. it. We've uh, just finished season one. Yeah. Just about to start season two. Cool. Mm. Really good show. Though. I love the way that it, um, they kind of turn the whole superhero model on its head. Nice. Uh, I like how each of the superheroes have like, essentially it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they're real, yeah, nice. but they do make the movies and all the stuff. And it's good. It's really cool. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of the show. 
yeah. and the characters mm. and it's quite gory and in your face as well. So, mm. I like it. I think it's quality. It's it good. is quality. It's it quality. is quality. Good story too. It really hooks you in. There's lots of mysteries. Yep. And intrigue. That's my other thing. I like it, Dan. Um, my other thing is it's a very big weekend coming up for uh, uh, Party on Garth, which is my fantasy <laughs> AFL team. <laughs> we're, uh, we're in the grand final. The boys have been playing hard all year and uh, we made it to the grand final against all the odds. Are you ranked? Where are you ranked? Uh, I'm 6,000 yeah. roundabouts, so, right. which is not too bad out of a couple hundred thousand yeah, people. It's really good. Uh, I would like to be in the top 1,000, top 100 even. Top, top 100 get a hat. A hat? Yeah. yeah. I'm not in there. I'm not nowhere near there. But but um, but yeah, I would like to win the grand final. This is three years in a row I've been in the grand final hmm. and I've lost the last two. So um, yeah, off to a good start last night where I made a poor trade. Then the software glitched and I was able to reverse <laughs> the trade within the first 15 minutes of the game where that player I traded out was That's playing good. very well. That's really good. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'll just try this. I've never even... And then it, it, it actually worked. <laughs> so I kind of feel a little bad about that, but I don't. You know, you just got to use all scenarios yeah, available it's to just, you. you know, it's, it's like a bad call from a ref. It just went in your favor. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we'll see how we go. I'll give everyone an update. Also though, if you are listening and you like AFL Fantasy... Mm then I would really like to be part of a draft league next year. Mm. So, you'll know what I'm talking about if you like AFL Fantasy. Yeah. I'm talking about a classic league when I'm in the grand final here, but I want to be part of a draft league Mm. where everyone's really passionate about it, wants to have a good fun draft night. Yeah. Pick some players, have some drinks. Yeah. Banter, do some trades. I would like to throw this out into um, a bit of a a tangent. Okay, all right. Yeah, good. Tangent off. We're considering... Expanding the two drunk network to include an AFL related program. We are. We are. Now, if, reminded me, yes. if we could tie that into the start of a fantasy league, that'd be cool. That'd be so cool. It could be like a fantasy league hosted by the podcast. So, you know what I've seen, Dan, out there, which is actually quite good? Mm. There is like a tiered competition. Mm. So, you can, I think you could have 20 in a draft league. Yeah. But like, let's say we had more than 20 that wanted mm. to be part of it. We could mm. have like a Premier League, a championship, yeah, right. a cup, plate, whatever. Yeah. And then you could promote and relegate people through the <laughs> leagues. It'd be awesome. That would be cool. That'd be really cool. So... Uh, shotgun not organizing it, but... No, that can we can lead that down to your co-host, um, not me. <laughs> Chris. Dan's just coming on with the... Uh, the, the lack of knowledge. Yes. So, he can ask the stupid questions. Yes, like... Why is there four goalposts? <laughs> and how come they keep knocking it on and still running forward? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that. I, we're, we're hoping to expand the Two Drunk Network and, and you know, I love AFL. And uh, and so, yeah, I reckon we should uh, give it a red hot crack. Yeah. Anyway, stay tuned for that. And mm. I think we've probably taken up enough of your time this week, dear listeners. So if you want to get in touch with us, uh, podcast at gmail.com at Two Drunk Accountants on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, send us a message. Send us a like. Yeah. Give us a review or a rating on, on iTunes because yeah, that have, really helps. We have 45 ratings on iTunes. Do, do we? Yeah. 
Didn't know that. So people are definitely rating us. Yeah, so thank so you everyone out there for rating for us. For rating us. We might even go and check some of those ratings next yeah. week. Give us some reviews. Uh, Please do. The best review we'll read out live Absolutely. on the air. Absolutely. And it really does help us. It I'd also like to, to mention something that I want to start building a bit of anticipation around, Ooh, Tim. Is this uh, the scarf? No. Because no. I'm pretty... Anti- I'm, I'm well, anticipating that. I've actually come up literally just now with the competition for the scarf. Oh, yes. So... People who have been listening to the podcast for a while are aware that last year we began something that I think is going to be the most hotly contested awards each year, and that is the Drunkies. (laughs) Now, (laughs) there are a number of categories, and this year we're going to announce what those categories are. I'm going to open them up to nominations Hey. maybe towards the end of October. I like it. I like it. And you can nominate people for a drunkie uh, under the different categories if you become great. a finalist we'll read read you out that you're a finalist yep. uh, there will be one award that if you win that drunkie you get a scarf cool perfect i don't awesome. know which i don't know which award i'm gonna okay so it's gonna be a very big award that one yeah it'll it might be best review best review maybe like maybe the fuming drunkie the fuming drunkie is a good one yeah That's... the fuming drunkie was when you didn't win a drunkie and then in the next week after the awards, you send us a fuming message yep. about why you didn't win. I like and it. the one with the best fuming message gets that award. I, I like that. So maybe the fuming drunkie gets the scarf. Yep, absolutely. Um, it probably won't be the zero award because that's just going to be zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. It is hotly contested this year, I know. There's uh, been a lot happening over there in zero. Yeah, so maybe the zero award this year will go to... Someone else? Who knows? MYOB. <laughs> <laughs> it won't, but but maybe. Got to keep them on the toes. Um, it's got to go to someone. Yeah. So, yeah. So, stay tuned for the Drunkies. Uh, we'll announce that maybe in about a month, uh, the different um, different categories and who you can nominate. Maybe we can even do some live crosses to award winners. That would be great. Yeah, that would, would be that great. Be? We could possibly even live stream the yeah. Drunkies. Yeah. I, I know at least one front runner for the most patient. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alicia still listens too, so um, she's probably still waiting for that yeah, shirt. Yeah, she won that last year. She could win it again. Look, I'm blaming it on COVID, okay? <laughs> it's COVID. We sent it. I was going to get on a plane, but I couldn't. No, it was not too your dangerous. fault. Not our fault. I was going to risk my lungs, my life. Exactly. So, nothing we could do about that. It's coming. Anyway, stay tuned for that and uh, yeah, make sure you give us a review or rating um, because it definitely helps people find us. So, thanks for listening everybody and we'll calculate it. Yeah, you push the button and then then you turn it off.